The Jewish people have faced opposition for millennia, but we are winning cases to protect their freedom right here in America. I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. One of our core values here at First Liberty is winning, and we wanted to share with you some of the victories that you have been a part of through your support of First Liberty. It's good to win, and sometimes it's good to step back and see the success of the efforts we've had here. Ryan uh, Ryan Gardner is an attorney with us and uh, has been an active part of many of these cases, so we wanted to bring him on to share about these. Hi, Ryan. Hey, happy to be here. Glad that you're here. First, let's talk about Airmont, New York. It's a village of about 10,000 people. It's just north of Manhattan, right there on the New Jersey border. For decades, village officials there have been after the Jewish community. We recently got a victory there. Give me a sense of what we won. Absolutely. So we settled that case, and now the client is free to gather and pray as they see fit, which is huge. And in this case, in so many ways, is emblematic of a lot of the cases that we have around the country. These are simply people who want to gather and pray together and to have that religious community that is so vital for our country. And if it sounds familiar, you, you may recognize the name Airmont. It's because we won a similar victory for a school in that same community a few years ago. So this has been going on for a long time, and we are so thankful that we got to win for that community there. Uh, just uh, not too far from there, over on Long Island, there's another victory that we had in Atlantic Beach. Tell us about that one. Absolutely. So this case is all about a piece of property located in a tiny little village on Long Island called Atlantic Beach. This property sat vacant for years. And then our client, uh, Rabbi Goodman, saw this property and thought it would be a great place to put a synagogue. And so he purchased this property. And shortly after purchasing it, he had a Hanukkah lighting ceremony. And this clearly got the attention of the local government and a lot of the members of the community. And within weeks of that ceremony, the village initiated eminent domain proceedings to seize that property from the rabbi and take it for the village's own use. And the, the key thing about that is, as you mentioned, it had been sitting empty for years prior, but suddenly they said, oh, 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 we have a sudden need for a... Apparently they wanted to build a lifeguard shack there or something to that effect. A community center, I think, is the exact wording that yeah. they, they used. Wanted to do things. lifeguard training, they said at a place that's not even close to the beach. And, and so what happened is as soon as those uh, eminent domain proceedings were initiated, that's when First Liberty got involved. And we filed a lawsuit in federal court and were able to have a court issue an injunctive order to stop the village from moving forward with eminent domain, which, which if I can pause for a sec and, and just emphasize this, that is a huge victory and that is something that is very, very difficult to do. It is very hard. Once the wheels of a state court proceeding like that get going, it's very hard to have that halted by a federal court. But we accomplished just that in that case. And after we achieved that initial victory, that gave us an opening to start a dialogue with the village of Atlantic Beach, which they were receptive to, to their credit, and is, is much appreciated. And so we began many months of mediation, talking back and forth, seeing to trying to find a way for the the Habat of the beaches to coexist and bless this community there in, in Atlantic Beach and ultimately we have executed a settlement agreement with the village of Atlantic Beach that will allow the rabbi to keep the property and to move forward with his plans to build a synagogue there so we greatly appreciate the 
villages cooperation in doing just that and we are thrilled that our client is going to be able to move forward with his vision it's fun talking about wins let's talk about another we're going to move from new york to houston texas where officials were, were a little slow to turn the lights on at a at a synagogue there tell me about that one absolutely so hymas of houston hymish of houston is the client there and basically they have a synagogue that is set up in the middle of a neighborhood now this neighborhood is largely populated by Orthodox Jews, and this this uh, synagogue is basically the focal point of this community. As you might know, on Sabbath, uh, members of the Orthodox Jewish community cannot drive vehicles, and so they go there and gather to pray, and beyond that, they even gather on daily basis to engage in communal prayer. And what happened is, through an electrical malfunction, they lost power to that synagogue. When they asked the city for a permit, to get it turned back on, the city told them no. <laughs> well, and the reason why, I'm, I'm sure that's a question you're wanting to yeah. know, right? Why do they say it? Well, that's a good question because they kept changing their minds on why. First, the city said it had to do with a deck that they built in their backyard that they didn't get permission from the city to build. Okay. And then it shifted to, well, actually, you didn't have a proper certificate of occupancy to have that synagogue open. But here's the kicker on that. They've been there for years. Even beyond that, we've actually filed a lawsuit against the city of Houston on behalf of this very client back in 2020 over that exact issue. As soon as we filed the lawsuit, the city backed down. Yeah. But they started raising that again. But it shifted even from that on the day in court we walk in and the city suddenly said, this is all about electrical safety. We think that what you're doing is taxing the grid and that turning the power back on would be unsafe, which of course is preposterous. But it was shifting explanations, so we filed a lawsuit against them. We went into court, and when we got there, the, the judge basically looked at this and said, can we make a deal on, can we, can we cut a deal on this and make this work, and leaned on the city to grease the wheels in order to get the power restored, which is exactly what happened. Right after that, we, right after that hearing, we entered basically a, an agreement with the city that they were going to work with us to restore power. We got an, an electrician out there to look over everything that afternoon. And here's the funny part. Yeah. The guy, after all of this back and forth, after going to court, the electrician goes out there, looks at everything for less than five minutes, says, this is good to go. Let's get it turned back on. And huh. then the power got was restored just in time for the Festival of Lights. So it, it's kind of a, a cool thing here that the client was able to celebrate the, the Festival of Lights with power. Outstanding. Uh, from Texas, we're going to move to Beverly Hills, California, where her officials there were harassing Jewish families. Yeah, same kind of thing. There, there's a consistent theme here that, that these are just members of the Jewish community who want to gather in small, private, intimate settings to safely pray together. And so Rabbi Alulian uses his home as a place for people in his communities, his friends, his families, his neighbors, to gather together to worship and pray together. They do this on a daily basis. In addition, he has Shabbat dinners on Friday, which is the, the Sabbath for them. And, and he received a letter from the city of Beverly Hills telling him to cease and desist from holding any religious gatherings of any nature with anybody who didn't actually live at the property. So they basically told him, you can't have friends over, you can't have family over. If they're not living on the property, you have to stop all religious activities. Which, you know, I've not been to the neighborhood, but I'm guessing that on occasion people have friends over to watch a game. 
on a big I mean, screen TV or have them over even for a Bible yeah. study or something? I mean, this is Beverly Hills that we're talking about. Everybody in this country knows Beverly Hills. These are, we're talking about mansions yeah. everywhere. We're talking about people who have poker nights on a regular basis, have parties on a regular basis. Like everything under the sun that you can imagine is happening in Beverly Hills. But the city chose to single out this one rabbi who was gathering with, with a few of his friends and family to pray. And we've won. Yeah, and, and that's the good news. So we sent a letter to the city. That letter didn't really do the job the first time. So we sent another letter. And the reason we sent that second letter, by the way, is because the, the, the uh, law enforcement in Beverly Hills thought it would be a great idea to bust up a three-year-old's birthday party. Uh. You see, uh, in, <laughs> wow. in, in, the, in Jewish tradition, uh, reaching the age of three is when you cut the hair for the first time and it, it's a very sacred religious thing so the rabbi was gathering for that and again had law enforcement show up and get on to him because he had one person there with a guitar and a speaker and apparently that was a problem and oh i should mention by the way this was happening on halloween night so you can imagine all of the parties happening in the mansions around him on halloween night after we sent a letter about that incident I think we finally got through to the city, and they have now withdrawn their initial cease and desist letter, and Rabbi Alulian is now free to continue gathering and praying. It is good to win, and we want to keep winning as we move forward. And we have a case that I'm just learning about out of Hawaii. Tell me about that one. Absolutely. So this case is a lot like the case that we just talked about in Beverly Hills. Rabbi Gerlitzky runs a, a Chabad house out of his home in Hawaii, and he has received a letter from the county in Hawaii telling him that he cannot do this and he has to stop. And in fact, in, instead of just stopping there at saying stop doing this, they are fining him daily for continuing to hold these prayer gatherings in his home. So he in daily is accruing fines. And wow. so we, we are, are looking into options about how to move forward in, in that matter. But that just demonstrates that the fight is ongoing across the country, especially uh, our friends of the Jewish faith. It seems like in particular they are having a very hard time right now. They are facing a lot of hostility, a lot of resistance, and at a time when members of the Jewish community really want to gather together and, and circle the wagons be, because of everything that's happened in 2023 in Israel, they are facing obstacles from that at every turn. Ryan, you have an impeccable resume. You could be working a lot of places, doing a lot of different things. Why is your heart in this? Why do you do this kind of work? I feel called to do this kind of work, frankly. I, I feel like God's put it on my heart that religious liberty is the most important liberty that any of us have. It, it, it is the reason for America to exist at all to begin with. And it's, it's a fight that I am honored to be a part of and will continue to be a part of. Very good. Ryan Gardner, great chatting with you. Appreciate the update on all these and look forward to hearing about more victories in the future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It is vitally important that people of all faiths have an experienced, successful legal organization who will come alongside them when they face challenges from government. It is very hard to sue city government, state government, especially the federal government. And it, it takes a lot of resources to do that. But we are willing to go into those battles because, one, it's the right thing to do. And, two, because those victories are victories for all of us. It helps set the precedent, set the line for where religious freedom is in America. If that's important to you, if that resonates with you, we invite you to be part of our work here by supporting us. Just look for the big red Give button up at the top of the page. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.